wrestling fans, this is Quinn Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yowza! Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we are smack dab along ringside. Ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, how are you doing today? I'm doing dandy. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, sorry for the delay, guys. It's going out a little bit later than normal, but uh, I had a literal crappy day, so... Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yes, uh, we had a, we had a septic tank issue out of the old uh, Plunkett homestead, and uh, we had to get that taken care of. So, but uh, things are going good now, and we're taping a few days later than normal. But we'll get this out as soon as possible. Yeah, we'll have it out. I'll have it out sometime uh, today. Yeah, today. <laughs> Which is Saturday. today's Saturday? It's Saturday. The I don't even know what I barely know what date is. I don't. I definitely don't know what the date is. So twenty third. All right. Well, hey, that's what the show is. Exactly. Well, perfect time. Look at there. All right. There so you are. we're uh, this is our twenty first show. It's the CWA Memphis uh, show from May twenty third, nineteen eighty seven. So that means it was taped on May 16, nineteen eighty seven, in Memphis, Tennessee, and is seem to be normal, getting to be normal here. The show, whoever taped it in eighty seven. We had no opening it whatsoever on this one. Yeah, we, we got no intro, and we even missed Lance greeting everybody. We actually joined right in the middle of the progress of Dave's uh, rundown. Yeah, he was giving the lot today's lineup, and I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> so I, I didn't even write, I, what little bit he gave, I didn't even write it down. I was like, eh, you know. Then Lance, yeah. started, it, it, I was like, you know, it, it it's already halfway through, so. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he didn't have much to say. He just said that we're going to have Stretcher Jack Hart. The Southern Tag titles are going to be on the line. Superstar Bill Dundee's in the house along with Moondog Spot. Uh, and then Lance starts talking about uh, well, all the stuff that he had to see on TV because he took himself a little vacation. Yeah. And when Lance is away, the mice will play. Yeah. All hell broke loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, um, he talks about that. And then he uh, starts talking about the fines that were handed out. And uh, so that was a cue for uh, Hart and Chick and Polly to come out. Uh, and then I put in my notes, Lance gets, the cord gets tangled up in his chair. <laughs> did you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I did. I felt so bad. And you know, uh. all I could think about when that happened was, the, the concession stand brawl with Lawler and Dundee against the Bomb Bombers. When he was trying to go down the steps and the cord got hung up. And he start, he, he says to Mike Shields, he, he cusses. And then he says he says to Mike Shields, we can edit it out. But they never did. He said, the cord stuck on the DM thing. And, they let, and, he goes, and he goes, well, Mike, we can edit it out. And, then, and they never edited it out. And I, I, you know, while I was doing this, I was thinking, you know, you know the reason why they didn't edit it out? Because it made it better. It made it seem real, and they, it, it was, oh, crap, there's something going on, you know. And they're grabbing their stuff, hurrying to get down there, you know. And it, it added realism to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, and, and you never heard Lance cuss. So you heard Lance, oh, hey, you know, this is a big deal. Lance, you know, said a dirty word, you know. <laughs> 
So Hart talks, um, says he's not, he didn't pay the, uh, pay the fine, Polly paid it. Nope, Polly has half his face covered in tape today. Still don't know why, now that's going two weeks now, why he's, guy's got fake, uh, tape on his face. Uh, and, and it's ridiculous too, the continuity's terrible, and the fact that we saw Polly covered two different ways last time. Yeah. Uh, last week, one of the times was half his face. The other time, it's his complete face, and now it's the upper half of his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's weird. I feel like there's, and it's tape, too. Anyone who's ever seen a burn victim, they don't just put tape on them. Yeah. I, I was assuming it was a burn, like a fireball yeah. or something. I thought you were a fireball from Lawler, but, it, yeah, you wouldn't put <laughs> tape on a phone. You burn, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be the last thing you do. You'd wrap it in gauze. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And like they're they're not. He, he looks like. Have you ever seen the old Universal Invisible Man? Yes. <laughs> where, where he's, he's taped all around yeah. and. Uh, yeah, that's he. That's what he looked like when he had it all on his face that last week. Um, let's see. And yeah, Hart's talking and Chick. I, I didn't say much. He said like two words, and I rewind it several times. I couldn't understand what he said. Did you catch it? What Chick said? Yeah, he only said like two words, and that was it. During that whole oh, thing. no, I didn't catch it at all. I can't, you could barely hear he, it. He just like mumbled, and the microphone yeah. wasn't yeah. in his face. Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. I do want to point out that they talked about the original fines being $3,000 each, and then Hart was fined an, uh, an additional 5000 yeah. Now, listen, I know you stand up for Memphis paydays, but how long would it take Hart to work off $8,000 at that time? Well... Well, Lance said he's going to be working in them all for a long time. <laughs> That's what Lance said. Um, but they said um, Paul Lee's been paying them. Because then Lance said you're, eventually you're going to run out of money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it. Just that, and that was the very first part of the show. It was very rare for that somebody to come out right then to thing. Um, what I got notes on it was uh, Jack Hart is just trying too hard to get heat and he's not getting it it's he's it's i don't know it seems forced to me because it's because he's he's not getting heat on any of the, the uh, wrestler or anything he's he's always he's trying to get heat on the announcers and and uh the office staff you know what i'm saying yeah it's like it's so it don't i don't to me it just ain't working yeah, and when when I and I'm looking at him, and I just don't see this guy. It's a bad, you know. It's just supposed to be super bad, and you know, it just it, it don't fit. You know. Yeah, but th this is relatively early in, in Hart's career, correct? Uh, no, he's been working at least three or four years. Yeah, but like in Florida, was he a heel in Florida? Mm, pretty much, but he never was really pushed until the, till he actually finally. This is probably he's been getting actually pushes for almost a year now. So he's mainly was, uh, you know, job guy, handsome talent, you know. Yeah, so that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like it, it's this guy's first opportunity to have to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's trying to find out what kind of heel he is, who he is, 
And I don't think he knows. Yeah, he don't. And it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's just not, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it, to me, it just, I don't know. It just don't. It ain't that he was Barry Horowitz, you know, and all that, but it just, you look at him, he's not, he really ain't big, he, you know, and he, he, he just, something about him, he just don't look, when you think Memphis tough guys, you know, you don't think of Stretcher Jack Hart, you know? Oh, yeah, well, when, Memphis definitely had a type for their heel. Their, their heel was usually big, hairy, and ugly. Or, you know, if they weren't, you know, like an Austin Idol, he's yeah. at least jacked up. Yeah. Jack, Jack Hart wasn't either one of these things. Yeah, I think that's um, what, it, yeah. I, I did notice one thing that was pretty funny, uh, and this is what I caught as soon as is Jack Hart says that, you know, he ain't paying no fine. Paul Lee paid it. So I guess the rumors of Barry Horowitz's thriftiness are true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was a good one. <laughs> I've always heard how cheap he was on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. All right. So they cut to break. They come back with Lance standing at interview. Jeff Jarrett. The music hits. Uh, uh, Lance announces Jeff is the new Mid America champ. So last week we noticed on the uh, Evansville show they announced him as the champion. We didn't know why. Um, I noticed uh, the pop wasn't that big when Jeff came out. Yeah, it, it, it has definitely shrunk up a little bit. I mean, it was there. Yeah. You know, and then all the little girls were wanting their hugs around the ring and yeah. whatnot. But it, it was definitely... Uh, it, it's not like that deafening pop that him and Travis was getting there like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is the establishment of Jeff as a singles guy now, right? You know, yeah. he's got... And they talk about it in the interview. It's his first singles title. Um, did you notice how much they shined up the old Mid-America heavyweight title? Oh, yeah. Oh, they had it. They had it look good. It looked. It looked silver, though. Did it not? It is silver. All the pictures I've seen, it's it's gold. No. Yes. I've never seen the Mid America belt gold. Yeah, I swear all the pictures I've seen is gold, but it was I've it was definitely <laughs> shining. I've never seen it gold. That's why I always liked it because I'm not a big gold belt fan. I've never seen it gold. It's always been silver. I'm looking right now at a picture of Dutch wearing it, and it's gold. Really? Yeah. Send that to me um, when you, we get done. Okay. I got, I've never seen it gold before. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Anyway, he deep, uh, talks about... Um, uh, Lance says he beat uh, Moondog Spot um, for the belt, and I note I said I guess they put the belt on Spot uh, when he was coming in. Um, you know, kind of like they do how they all, they were do how they do the uh, international tag. It seems like every time a new tag team comes in, uh, they bring in the international belt tag belts from somewhere. So I'm thinking they kind of did this with Moondog Spot uh, just to. Uh, put the belt on Jeff to so to establish his, um, his single run he's going to do. So I'm thinking but that's, what a smart person to have Jeff take it off of. Because, so you have pretty boy Jeff Jarrett, mm -hmm. like 
that's his deal. He's a pretty boy. Um, there's another term that we won't use for it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was a pretty boy, baby face, white meat. And he's over with the girls. Yeah. But he's probably not over with the guys yet. No, because I'm telling you right now, remember a few weeks back I said he lost a lot of his male fan base when he was out there whining so much. They, so they need to put a tough guy in, John. Exactly. So have him beat a moon dog. They got they put yeah it give him credibility that he beat he can beat a guy a tough guy a bra, you know what I'm saying uh, be, he's beating he's beating somebody it's, it's not just a you know just a regular wrestler just he's beating uh, a tough mean vicious guy giving him you know it it's gonna help establish him you know what I'm saying yeah and, and, and if there's anywhere that the moon dogs were established it was Memphis yes yes oh definitely. Um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was all, you know, it all makes sense why they, um, to do, you know, to actually, uh, have Spot come in and do this, uh, because like I said, it's perfect timing, um, you know, they're wanting to give Jeff the singles push and this will give him some really credible, credible rub, um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, the belt thing. I should, I think they they did that, uh, like they did the the tag things. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, talks about defending against the Moondog spot. Basically, um, you know, just talks. You know, basically talks about how you know tough spot is and all that, and how you know defend the belt and blah blah blah. Uh, then Tojo comes. <laughs> Real, real quick, before we get to Tojo, oh, yeah. I do, I do. Sorry, I do want to throw out the real MVP of this promo is Lance. Lance leads Jeff through this promo. Oh yeah, and Jeff holds up his end, uh, and he he does it, you know, super white meat baby face. Yeah. But Lance knows exactly where to lead Jeff to make this promo come off the best. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, really, that's why. Well, uh, a lot of times, I just don't think the interviewer gets the credit in leading. You know, and today the interviewers just ask questions and yeah. step away. But at that point, a good interviewer could make the interview. Oh, that's I mean, Lance don't get enough credit for it. I think he, he yeah, did. Lance and Mean Gene both were great yeah. at leading the interview where it needed to go. Yeah, I think Lance was really underrated. Don't get the credit of all the years that he uh, yeah he 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 knew how to. He knew when guys. He knew guys that that needed help. You know, he would he would carry them through the interview. Um, so Tojo comes out and he goes over to Lance and said, uh, "We're going to see a new Tony Burton today. He's going to beat that uh, young punk Jeff Jarrett today." And so Tony Burton and Jeff Jarrett worked last week and he beat him. Uh, so he's the new Tony Burton <laughs> and he's going to beat Jeff this week. So Tony, it's Jeff Jarrett, Tony Burton with, uh, with Toe Joe and uh, referees Jerry Calhoun. They pretty much start off last week wrestling, uh, top wrist locks, pulling the hair. Uh, that one Burton lost Jeff on the way down. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but overall the match was really good. Jeff keeps his offense really basic, but he strings, he does it so nicely and he strings together yeah. the moves so well. That they're they're legitimate high spots. Like you, you work to it, 
you know, and then we you go into it. That's what a high spot's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be wrestle, wrestle, wrestle into a high spot back to wrestling. Yeah, and it was always so good. It's so basic, but like this is a match that uh, again, and I always go back to students should watch, but like students and young guys in wrestling should watch because this is how your matches should be at first. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't think Burton could really do much any more though. Anyway. So it had to, he was a very meat and potatoes wrestler, absolutely. Well, that, and he was really awkward in the ring, too. Cause he was really tall, but he was awkward moving, I noticed, uh, through the years. He was really awkward. Um, his, um, he backed Jeff in the ropes, and oh my gosh, his forearms and punches were awful. Did you, did you notice how bad those were? So, it's weird. Because I've seen Tony Burton against other people, and he lays them in. I, I think this is a case of trying not to hurt the promoter's son. It just looked bad. I was like, Because yeah, he, he gave the old clubber across the chest, which I've seen him hit on other people. Yeah. And I've seen him really lay it in. Yeah. I just, but, he, yeah. but he didn't on Jeff. And that, I, I honestly think, and I may be wrong, but I honestly think that it's, hey, the guy, this guy's dad pays me. I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah, it, it looked bad though. It looked so bad. It did. And no. Uh, um, now I got Jeff body slams him, uh, hits an elbow while Burton is moving. <laughs> yeah, right in the ribs too. Yeah. Uh, and more arm drags, two tackles, catches Jeff with a crossbody, slams him. Slam looked horrible looking. I, I just, I don't, then he gave him some more horrible looking punch. It just, I don't, it was like he was afraid to do anything to him. He was afraid he was going to hurt him. It just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and that fall forward slam almost always looks meh. Yeah, because their legs get all out of... Yeah, there's just nothing into it, you know. Yeah. I, it, it, you know, the slam we're talking about, guys, if you didn't watch it, it's like the, the Mark Henry world's strongest slam. You know, when you've got a, a 400-pound man landing on top of you at the end of it, <laughs> it's different. That, it? that adds a lot. You yeah. know, Burton's probably 260. Yeah. 270. Big guy, but like. Just don't have the same effect. Yeah. So, uh. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. The horrible slam. Some more horrible punches. Jeff takes back over. Uh, then something happened. I don't know what happened. Looked like Burton was supposed to cut him off, and that got all messed up. Did you notice that? Uh, Burton, Burton gave him just a really lazy eye, right? It was just, it looked, it just, this whole sequence, then he went to the, and then Jeff Small packaged him, and it just looked sloppy, and nobody was on, it seemed like their time, it just everything went, just the timing was off, sloppy, and just, I don't know, it, did, <laughs> it didn't look like So, I, I think their ideas got crossed, right? Yeah. Uh, so, normally when you see a small package out of a body slam, the guy gets him up for the body slam, and it's small packaged on the way through. Yeah. And in this one, as soon as Burton hooks him, Jeff tries to roll him. And I, I just don't think Burton was ready. I think Burton might have been expecting get him up and then small package. I don't know. Like I said, I, I just think that some wires got crossed. Yeah. But yeah, we get a small package for the one, two, three, and Tojo is not happy. <laughs> Nope, he comes in, basically like he did last week, starts uh, downgrading Burton, starts poking him with his stick in the chest, gives him a big slap, then he gives him another another big slap, then uh, then he pops him with the, uh, with the stick, 
Uh, you know, and he's like slapping him in the face with the kendo. Like some of those aren't hooks to the chest. Some of those he's just like hitting him with the end of the kendo in the face. And I'm like, that hurts. <laughs> but uh, so he hits him, and then uh, he goes hit him again. He blocks it, catches it, and uh, got a big pop. When yeah. He, and uh, then uh, Hilo and Shima hit the ring for the save. Uh, they beat him down. Kojo um, starts whacking Burton with the stick. What was that? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I heard a horrible sounded noise. I don't know what that was. Anyway, so they're beating him. Toto's beating us, popping him with that stick, just getting on him. And uh, Jeff comes out to make the save. He slides in, starts uh, making the save. Up, and then Burton, who just, just got beat down and was getting beat up with a stick, pops right up. No selling. That, that was horrible. So they, they haven't established the kendo stick as as a one-shot finish type thing. Yeah, but he just got stomped and beat on. They were stomping him and everything, and then they held him and he started getting... He still shouldn't have popped right up. I mean... No, oh, I agree. He probably <laughs> still worked up more. You know what I mean? Work yeah. way to his feet and fire it up or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're definitely not a set. You know that kendo they have it. Yeah. You, you, you see it in some, in some territories, one shot of a kendo and you're done. Yeah. And then in other territories like Memphis, you just I mean Tojo it does it for fun and hits yeah. it 47 times and his team loses the match. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But it just, I, I, I can I can see not making that where it's a death shot. Yeah, but that, my thing was they were kicking him and everything, you know, like stomping on him before he even started hitting him. That was my thing. That yeah, you know. But um, so he pops up and everything, and then the, I hated this part. They sit there, they run him off the hills, powder out. Uh, uh, Jeff and uh, Tony look at each other and shake hands, and walk out of the ring together and go through the baby face door. I hate that. Even back then, I think it looked horrible. And, and I, I agree. I always liked... Like, I understand not going back through the heel door, right? But not... But, they shook hands and Jeff put his arm around his shoulder while they walked through the Bayface door. My yeah, thing, there, there, there's my, no trepidation and there should be. Jeff should have been like, say, you know, fought him off. And then, you know, looked at him, you know, then just kind of maybe gave him a nod and then walked, left him, left Burton in the ring, you know, and Jeff went on back. That's my thing. They've been, they worked the last two weeks. Yeah. You know? And that's the weird thing about pro wrestling sometimes, that it's like all heels are friends, all baby faces are friends, and once you turn baby face, you're immediately forgiven. Yeah, I, and, and that's where I think old school wrestling, to some degree, was too much black and white. But sometimes it wasn't always like that, though. There's been cases where it's not all, you know. Oh, and, and we'll see it late, later in the day. With, exactly. With Dundee. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and Memphis was really good about the shades of gray. Normally, yeah. In this situation, not so much. Yeah. And later on, as it like next week, they. Because I, I scanned through to see what next show, uh, next week's show, if it was a B loop or if it was just a regular loop. And uh, they actually go more in detail, but still, I don't, uh, with Tony Burton. Uh, but I just, I don't know. 
it just was too much, I thought. Okay, so uh, I cut the brake, go to Lance. Um, we got Lanceism. Did you, did you catch his Lanceism? I caught it, but I didn't write it down. I, I was probably a Yowza or. No. Oh, well, what, what we goes, got this week? He goes, settling down, Evansville, by golly. Ah, uh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Settling down. Yeah, I, I, now, now you say it, I, I, I remember it, and I, you don't want to settle them down. No, I know. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> but it's the uh, it's card for the uh, May 27th, Wednesday night, Evansville, Indiana, at the Evansville Coliseum. Uh, it talks about Lawler and D, Dundee teaming up against Island Rich. Uh, he throws to, uh, to a match plug with Idle Rich and Paul E., uh, Paulie's got tape on his forehead. Rich was excellent in this interview, I thought. And suited up. Yeah, hey, yeah. Tom, Tommy Rich ain't a suit guy. Well, Tommy Rich was suited up today. Uh, no. Babyface Tommy Rich was a suit guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he okay. Tommy Rich was no, a no, suit no, guy. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> Tommy Rich was, hey, somebody gave me this sweet Denver Broncos t-shirt yeah. I'm going to wear for this interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this rat gave me this when I left left the hotel room. I put it on, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he was suited up, so I was, you know, I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah, he was rich, out dressed idol. Yeah, idol was yeah. wearing a shirt that was all ripped up, yeah. and crazy looking. Yeah, idol was like, yeah, it, it's like, okay, what's the death? Yeah, but hey, man, that was excellent. Excellent interview by Rich. Uh, and I love the references to, to things that the Memphis fans remember. You know, the, the whole premise of this interview is like, you know, oh, you're bringing Bill Dundee in to be your partner. You can't trust Bill either. Exactly. You, exactly. you shaved Bill's head and Bill's wife's right. head. Yeah, something from, what was that, 78? They bring something back from almost 10 years ago? Yeah. That everybody in the territory remembers. Remembers, Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This it, this was awesome. You know, this was like a studio. This ain't, you, you know, you use this for an interview in the studio instead for a match plug on a card, you know? It's like, that was excellent. I was like, dang. Uh, and, and, and it's believable because, think about it, man. Uh, this guy's going to be your partner, but you've done so much to him. Oh, just a year before. He lost to Dundee in a loser leave town and left uh, back in early '86. Lost lose loser town to Dundee. So, you know, then they had the whole Bill and Buddy show and they brought him back, Lawler back, and all that. You know what I'm saying? And then they feuded all through the summer. You know, so yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. It's putting all that. People was like, oh, can we trust Dundee? You know. So that was the only match they talked about. I go back to the studio, got Lance standing interview with Dundee. Yeah, this this goes back to what we were trying to say go about the baby faces and you know heels turning and all forgiven and all that. And uh, nobody can talk like Bill Dundee, no. man. Yeah, Dundee so it tells a story why he's back in Memphis. Uh, to me, he's trying to be too funny. He his. Like, He's like, yeah, you know, but he, he, to me, he a little overboard. Then he used Dusty Rhodes' funky like a monkey line. Yeah, yeah, he stole, he stole the heck out of that one. And then he said, Rich, you drank too many Coors beers and drowned your brain. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I, I like what he kept going back to, though, is that 
he didn't come back because somebody beat Lawler or something. He came back because at first he thought it was just Austin Idol. Yeah. Did what he couldn't do. He couldn't cut Lawler's hair. Yeah. So he was upset that somebody did it. And then he saw the tape and saw that it took two. So he felt a little bit better. But still, these guys are going around bragging that they did something that nobody else could do when Dundee had tried for years. Yep. That was good. I went and told the story. It was definitely good. And this goes back to the thing, you know, we're talking about Dundee booking. I'm thinking, because the rest of the show I've noticed, I think it done, I think the past three weeks had Dundee written all over it. I'm thinking now he's just booking. The rest of his card did not seem like Dundee except for his stuff. I'm just wondering if he, because it just don't, I don't know, the rest of the show don't have Dundee written on it to me. Now, his stuff, I mean, I'm thinking, wondering if, if he, I don't know, we'll see next week how it goes, but this, to me, it didn't have Dundee written on it, because it just don't, except for his part. <laughs> I don't know. But he said, he said, he's, he said, he told Lance, he said, he's going he's gonna to go up in the ring and beat this guy up. I've got done talking. Um, well, well, first they showed the clips of the of the uh, cage match again in the dressing room interview, and then he tells Lance he's got to go beat this guy up. So the next match, the second match of the day, it's Bill Dundee against Keith Eric. <laughs> did you know what Dundee, did you see when he went to clump in the, in the ring, his foot got hung on the chair? And I saw him try to climb up the chair, and <laughs> it wasn't very sturdy. <laughs> it was like moving, and it was looking like it got hung on his foot, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, there's nothing when I saw that. It, I don't know when it was, but it was sometime, I guess, in 84, 83, 84. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Roberts, after the match, they're matching in Dallas at the Sportatorium. I was walking down the stairs, got on like on the first step, went to go to the second step, and that and that ring was set up. I was high. Then big old wooden steps just kicked out from under him, man. He ate it. <laughs> That's all I can think about when he's when I saw Dundee, but that chair almost fall. Just um, my biggest memory of something similar to that happened actually at an independent show. It was the. Uh the NWA uh, anniversary event that happened in Nashville. Uh, they had a couple couple different days, and one of them was in Lebanon. It was 2005, uh-huh. uh, and I was just training, and I went as a fan. Um, and they had a guy named Roadblock Rex. Now, I don't think it was the WCW Roadblock. No. But uh, he was a larger man, and uh, Mike Searcy, who was running Lebanon, <laughs> uh, had a chair for an entrance. Ugh. He stood on the chair, chair broke, we lost it. <laughs> and then it, it felt bad later in the night because Rex ended up being a super cool dude. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, side note to that, guys, we met on on that show, a young Fergal Devitt. Oh, Dick really? Huh. Yeah. All 150 pounds, he had his buddies from Ireland with him. Huh. Um, there was no alcohol, yet they all had tall boys sitting in the crowd. Huh. It was quite the night. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, let's say we start off the match. Uh, Dundee cuts him off, slams him, stomps him, and comes off the, the top rope. Uh, I don't... Was it... I don't... What What was that? 
when it, it's so, like a splash slash knee drop <laughs> off the top. So this is my thought. I, I'm thinking he expected him to be in position for the bombs away, mm-hmm. and then got up there and realized, oh no. <laughs> um, so I think it was an ugly splash that got changed midway because he's going for the old butt bump. Yeah, it was just it was that's like that's like hey, what was that? <laughs> and, and I think he's just trying not to kill Keith Eric. Yeah, which, which is surprising. I'm surprised Dundee didn't just murder him. Well, I think he really, I thought he he might get hurt too. Wait, he, he, he <laughs> that up. makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the one, two, three. He gets up and, and then he struts. Does a strut and then they cut the break. Lance with the Evansville card. It's the whole card. Uh, first match is Jack Hart. Versus Kevin McQueen. Um, Kevin McQueen was a... <clears throat> I want to say he was around... Na- he lived around Nashville area, I think. Because um, he did a lot of, uh, of those... End up, those Goulas... Um, uh, George Goulas shows in the mid to late 80s. Indie shows around Nashville area, Middle Tennessee area. Uh, Kevin McQueen, so I think he was from the Middle Tennessee area. Um... I don't think he worked much for the Jarrett's. Uh, but, um, okay, second match was uh, international title match, Chick Diamond against Allen West. Third match was a um, international tag title match, uh, Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka against Mark Starr and Billy Travis. If Starr and Travis win, they get five minutes with Bruno. Fourth match is Mid-America title match, Moondog Spot against champion Jeff Jarrett. And the main event is um, Island Rich against Lawler and Dundee. They had no match plugs. They back to the studio. And we see another oh. uh, instance of this being uh, put in the wrong spot. Yeah. And it, 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 it annoys me a little bit. Um, but I'm kind of used to it at this point. <laughs> okay, let me go back to the card real fast. I, when I, um, there's no... Uh, uh, I'm going to go to my notes. Um, Rocky Johnson... Yeah, Rocky Johnson's on the Evansville show. Bubba and Goliath is on the Evansville show. For, this is the second week in a row. Um, your Southern Tag Team Champions are in singles matches. Um, so... Uh, no Hilo or Shima on the Evansville show either. So, all right, so go back to studio. The third match is the Southern Boys against Rough and Ready, the boss winners. Referees Jerry Calhoun. Um, from what off, I, I, I think I told you this last week, uh, after we got off the air, air, whatever this is, um, that I heard, I had heard through different, uh, people through the years that the Southern Boys was supposed to be Trace Smothers and, uh, Steve Armstrong. They were working in Florida Territory at the time. Uh, they were supposed to come to Memphis, work for Jarrett. Um, the Florida office told them, basically gave them a raise or something to them. And so they, in uh, promise of uh, getting to work, some of the Crockett people when they uh, would send down each week. So, and they would get looked at for Crockett. So they stayed and the Florida office sent... Bob Cook and Bucky Siegler in their place. And I've heard this from several different stories to the years, which all the stories are pretty much on the same link. So that's what I'm thinking too. Um, so 
this match was really rough, and no pun intended for rough and ready. Um, uh, well, for, first of all, let's talk about the Southern Boys presentation. Um, they're just wearing black tights. With uh, I think they had some bandanas or something. Yeah. Uh, they come out to "I'm No Angel" by Greg Allman. Yep. Um, and they had what you could tell were brand new Confederate flag jackets. Yep. Because they, I mean, they, you know when you first buy a leather jacket? Because I'm pretty sure they were leather. They seemed leather. I, would, I thought they were jean. They may have been jean. It's hard to tell. They, that The quality of this show wasn't that good. It, it's, it, it was down compared to the last couple weeks. But with leather or denim, when you just get it yeah. and it's stiff. Yes. <laughs> these were stiff. The colors weren't. Uh, these colors don't run. Um, they weren't, uh, yeah, they weren't faded at all. And you can tell this was a, uh, oh, we got to make somebody the Southern Boys. We Oh, look, they got these jackets here at the flea market. Yeah, you tell whatever, whatever material it was, it was new. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they come out, I mean, they got a decent reaction, yeah. but... Eh. <laughs> yeah. I got, uh, they start out, it's uh, rough and, and Cook starting out, um... Cook goes for a monkey flip in the corner. He shoots Ruff in, goes for a monkey flip. And when he's going in, Ruff feeds out. And Cook pushes him back in the corner and hits the monkey flip. Uh, he hits a nice drop kick, uh, a nasty-looking arm drag. I don't, they they didn't work well together, Ruff and Bob Cook. Yeah, um, which, is, which is weird because we normally see good stuff out of Ruff and Ready. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know if the timing just wasn't yeah, the there. Timing, because Bob yeah. Cook was going fast. Yeah, the timing. Bob was, Cook was trying to impress. Yeah, the timing. Their timing was off. Is what it was. You could tell it was the timing. Um, and then he hit another arm drag. It looked okay. He had a sloppy, a nasty looking sloppy wound. It was timing was off. Then the second was okay. Um, then they did a, 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 a tackle spot that looked way. I think. I think it's going to be a tackle drop uh, drop down or something. I don't know what it was, but uh, Ruff didn't feed up. I don't know some. It was I don't know what it was, but it was all messed up. And yeah, it, it ended with like an ugly hip toss yeah, or something. Yeah, it was, Cook just grabbed him and tried to hip toss him, and it was just. And then he gave him another. Lucky Siegler does absolutely nothing, by the way. He gets it tagged in at one point, jumps off the middle, drops his uh, butt on on. Ross oh. arm and then tags right back out. Man, he almost yeah, that was nasty look horrible looking. Yeah, he did the leapfrog off the second onto the arm and about and went and went too far and almost when he landed, he didn't he was his he didn't know how to land because his momentum was still going forward and he almost knocked uh rough over. Uh and it was a ball grazer on Bob. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, this, that was horrible. Yeah, he did that uh Okay, uh, Cook comes back in. Um, like I said, timing is whatever they did was way off. Then they did a double drop kick. Uh, Cooks looked good. Bucky's hit him in the gut. Yeah, Cooks hit him in the chest. Bucky's hit him in the gut. Horrible looking. Bucky Seager should be able to throw a drop kick. Uh, Cook jackknifes a rough for the pin. Randy never got in the ring until to break up the, the pin on the finish. Um, so he feeds in. Bucky hits him with a drop kick. Worst drop kick. It, it was worse than any drop kick Soul Train Jones did. He kicks Reddy right in the drop kicks Reddy right in the nuts. Did you notice that? 
the screen was pretty uh, pretty clustered, and I was looking at the at the jackknife. Um, I rewound it, dude, like five <laughs> times, man. He because I was like, where did he get him at? I kept rewinding. It's like he kicked him right in the drug him right in the nuts. And, and I know this late '80s, so like finishes, especially in Memphis, uh, we don't really you know. No one really had their big finish or whatever. Yeah. Except certain people, but like a double drop kick followed by a jackknife is a really clunky finish. Yeah. So you know, I but guys really didn't think about this. I wish it could have been something where like Siegler holds him up. Siegler can't do nothing. He can't do a drop kick. That's probably why. But that's what I was gonna say. Siegler holds him up in like a double leg position, kind of like the old heart attack. Uh, He'd mess it up. But Bob, Bob Cook hits the drop kick, and Siegler. Hopefully he could do a jackknife, but probably not. No. I thought, like, that would be way cleaner. But, you know, because you have to bump off the drop kick. Yeah. And then you have to get back up and run over and do a jackknife. I don't know. It was it, it was it was an ugly match, which yeah. probably why the Southern boys weren't there very long. I put it, this is the worst, worst uh, debut match other than that tag team that was here a few weeks ago that was one and done. What were they called? Mercenaries. Oh, mer- mercenaries, yeah. 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 I think this was worse than their debut. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Uh, so then they go back to Lance and Dave, and they plug. They go to the wrestling school plug. Same one from last week. I love that the wrestling school has no branding, and it's literally called wrestling school. Yeah, well, because there wasn't that. You know, back then there wasn't any. <laughs> you know, so they just so they could, it could, could have even been the CWA wrestling. School. Well, that's what turned out later. They named it, but. This one, it just so they uh, then they cut back and go straight to the uh, Parade of Champions video, uh, stars video. Uh, so it's same, I thought it was the same one as last week, but I think they added a couple new pictures to it. But pretty much, yeah, not, yeah. Well, they had a different logo too. The logo they? actually okay. looked worse. Did it? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, they had more pictures of everybody. I didn't well, pay good, some pictures of some videos too. Yeah, I didn't pay a lot of much to it because um, but um. All right, so that's done. Uh, it goes back to Cheryl Lance's uh, there to stand up video, video <laughs> interview uh, with Bruno and Moondog Spot. Bruno was talking about uh, I couldn't really hear really a lot what he was saying. Um, I mean, did you get? Re- I didn't. I didn't get much from it. Did you? His little interview. Yeah, but Bru- said a lot of words, but at the same time, didn't say much. Yeah, it didn't nothing I, I was more looking at how great Spot looked. Oh, yeah. Like, shape-wise. Well, he just come off from New York TV, so. Yeah, mm. but like, you know, he, he's always had that big chest, big shoulders, everything, but he always had a bit of a gut. Yeah. He was cut down. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he was in good shape. You know, like, even, even in WWE, he had that big gut. Yeah. Yeah, that big muscle gut. That's what I, what I always call it, you know. Yeah. It, it looks like he's got a gut, but if you punch him in it, you hurt your hand. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he was trimmed down, yeah, man. He, looked, he looked awesome. Yeah, he looked good shape. Um, so they cut to the, they go to the ring. It's a dog spot with Bruno. Gets Jim. Uh, what? I missed something? No. What? Just to, as soon as I saw who he was wrestling. Yeah. Jim, it's Jim Jameson. Uh, Cone's referee. Yeah, they got up on the thing. Bruno got up on the apron before it started. Smacked Spot about five times in the face. Um, then he six Spot on on him. He, he starts just beating on Jameson. Slams him clothesline uh, off the second. No uh, headbutt, which was really sweet. 
Yeah, he, um, yeah, like, turn, he like turned with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, like a spin. Yeah, that's right. I got on here, it's a, uh, like a spinning headbutt. Off the second with a spinning headbutt to the midsection, which really, it looked good, yeah. It was different. You hadn't seen nothing like it before. Uh, and Jameson was flopping around, bumping, and selling his butt off. Yeah. None of it looks pretty. No, like, it looks, it, you know, it looks was, like he, you would get in there and, and like somebody really got into a fight and was manhandling on you. Your, where your limbs are going every which direction and stuff. Yeah. He looks... Jameson was like the Memphis version of the Mulkies. Yeah. They take those yeah. bumps that make you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. What do they, okay, what do they do? Uh, it was mainly clubbering. Yeah. And, and then we just ended it with a shoulder breaker of all things. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, but he just beat on him some more and he hits him... Uh, with the shoulder breaker, and uh, which it looked good. It was yeah, a nice. And, and normally shoulder breakers don't do anything for them. Yeah, but, but it this like had impact. Uh, I think Spot jumped a little with yeah. it. Oh, it was definitely not your regular back, uh, typical backbreaker. Yeah, he, he um, yeah, it looked really good. Um, so then uh, he gets uh, the pin after the backbreaker for uh, pins him. Uh, then he goes and grabs the bone, hits him with the bone. Uh, James would take, man, they only caught, they didn't get the whole thing. You, you could barely see it. James took a crazy bump in the in, through the ropes to the floor. Did you see that? A little bit. Yeah. Like, like you said, it was hard to see. Yeah, I wish they would have. Uh, he, he splatted. Yeah, I wish they could have got the whole camera shot of it. Um, he hits him with the bone, slams him on the desk. Uh, another bone shot, grabs the bell. Uh, hits him, hits him. And that bell the, is heavy. Yes, you could tell why he picked. He, <laughs> it's not a ring bell, ladies and gentlemen. It's like a, it's like a mini Liberty Bell. Yeah, it's huge. And hits him in the gut with it. Then uh, Bruno throws a couple kicks in. He throws the bell in the ring, a chair, Dave's chair. Then he throws Lance's chair in the ring. He slides in. And then he starts tatering himself with 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 the steel chair. <laughs> He's just beating the stew out of himself with the chair. Uh. Then back out, uh, attacks Jameson again, throws him over the desk, uh, slams him on the, the on the little set there because it's a little elevated set uh, got the, where the desk sits on. Slammed him on that. Nobody ever come out and say, poor Jim Jameson. What the crap? Yeah, the ref was the only, only person even making, a, uh, making an attempt. I'll say this. Spot took care of Jameson. Yeah, oh yeah, he didn't, yeah, he wasn't, it wasn't like 1991, 92 Moondog where they just beat the stew out of those guys. No, yeah, he, was, he, was getting, you know, he was getting them gut shots with, you know, he gave yeah. them one headshot with the bone, but it was mostly gut yeah, shots, was they were worked, even safe. the headshot was worked. Yeah, it was safe. Um, when I saw him pick up that chair, I thought it was over for James. I did too, but that, <laughs> they see, but they, this is before they basically, you know, killed chair shots and, you know, because after the Moondogs beat everybody with, the job guys with chair shots in the early nineties, it had no meat, you know. So they didn't so it was still meant something if you gave somebody a chair shot. Uh this is what I understand from this. Um why in the world Jeff Jarrett can come out and save Tony Burton, but he don't come out and save Jim Jason from the guy he's working at an angle with? See that's what tells me it's not Dundee booking this. I can see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. I, I see your point. I mean... And, and it's not like there's not been a precedence set of trying to save job guys. 
No, but you know what I mean? but, but this he was. I mean, they he wasn't getting off from him. I mean, well, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying in the in the past they have saved job guys. Yeah, but now, it's not like they never like in WCW they almost never yeah. Saved job but I'm guy. saying I mean it. I mean, they, but in Memphis they did. Yeah, but they would only do it if it was really you know really really bad. But this was getting yeah, this was pretty bad. Yeah, this was getting bad, and and also like I said, jet you know it would to me it would help the you know. Get a little more spice to the to the end of the feud, you know. But it, yeah. I just I don't know. That's why I'm thinking. That's, to me, it says this this wasn't Dundee booking this right here, you know. So, uh, so they cut the break. Lance with the Enzo card. Dundee uh, comes straight in with his match plug. Um, basically, kind of it's similar to the to his. Uh, studio interview, wasn't it? Because I didn't write anything down. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty. It was pretty similar. I mean, just a shortened version, yeah. bare bones version. Yeah. So then Lawler comes in with his match plug, <laughs> with a lot of hair and shades on. And then I got what a prick. Lawler says, Donald Rich thought he would come in here with a hat or a mask on, and I put, no, they didn't. You douchebag, because you got a buzz cut. It was, and it was barely even that. And that's all I put. And I said, "Back to studio." I, he's a, man. That look at that. Three weeks, and he's his hair's longer there than it is now. Now, I mean, that was horrible. Did you see that? Yeah, no, it was it was bad. He talked about you know you thought I'd be ashamed to go outside. Idol didn't get the job done. Well, no, he didn't. You got a buzz cut. It wasn't even a. Bu- it was barely that. Look at that. I mean, it was. I mean, I was like, oh, them. And that's oh, uh, that's one of the reasons I can't stand Lawler. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It was, it was embarrassing. It was bad. Uh, so uh, go back to the Lance there interview. Bruno, Paul Dom, Pat Tanaka come out. Uh, Pat Tanaka, Paul Dom's in street clothes. Bruno says with, that with really short shorts. By yeah, the way, well, it's eighty-seven. I mean, short shorts, and and, especially Tanaka. Short like, short, hey, short shorts and high tops, tennis shoes. That was the style, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Diamond had some about mid thigh ones. I don't think it was the mid. They were a little higher than that, but yeah, Pat's but definitely Tanaka, sure. Yeah, Tanaka had uh, those military ranger panties. Yeah, he that they had, in. Yeah, he his was really really short. Bruno talks about how uh, Travis and Starter don't deserve another sh- title shot. He says uh, guys like David Johnson, Jim Jameson. Eddie Maddox and Garmin and Trailer would be more of a suitable opponent. Would you agree? <laughs> uh, Star Travis come out. Star says uh, they want a match, another match, and they said, "Well, and they uh, if they beat uh, Pat and Paul, uh, Pat and Paul Diamond, they want five minutes with Bruno." Uh, he says uh, with Bruno's little bald head, and, and I'm like, "What?" Bruno throws his hat off, and he's bald. Where did this come from? I'm, I'm trying to think back to see if there's been a hair match. There hasn't. Yeah, I can't remember one. Maybe it was a Memphis thing. But, like, so so your lower-tier manager has to shave his head completely down. Exactly what I put in. I said, look, Lord, that's what, what a, head sh- uh, a shaved head looks like, you prick. <laughs> Bruno is bald. Um, I was like, this, none of this makes sense. I said, did Jerry Jerry take it back over the booking? Uh, we got about 
eight minutes. That's uh, plenty of time. Okay. Bruno calls Billy Travis BT Express and laughs. I love that. He's like, BT Express. Yeah, me huge. <laughs> He's been doing it every week. It's funny. Um, basically, they, uh, Bruno agrees to the match and everybody leaves. It's kind of, it fizzled out there at the end, I think. Um, it's like they didn't know how to wrap it up. It just, like, okay, we agree. All right. And they walk off. <laughs> Uh, they go to the fifth match, uh, Donovan and Hart uh, with Pauly uh, against uh, Mark Star Billy Travis for the Southern Tag Team title. Jericho Owens referee. Uh, Chick Donovan, they have pretty much taken away the whole strip tease thing. As soon as the music hits, they go straight to the ring. There's no dancing, no taking stuff off. And I'm like, man, that was awesome. Why'd they get rid of that? Uh... Chicken heart jump Travis double. They go to double whip him in the ropes. Did you see? Star was trying to. There's they whip Travis and Star off. They reverse it right. Did you notice right when they? Uh, I think I can't remember. It was uh, uh, Hart was with Star and he went to go to push him back and and Star was trying to reverse before he even put him push him back to whip him off. Did you notice that? Yeah, he was trying to trying to rush to the spot. Yeah. Rush to get to those, you know, that big double back. Oh man, and Chick Domin landed horribly. <laughs> oh, it looked awful. Did you? Yeah, and the, well, they're working in a sixteen footer. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, still yeah so it's it's hard to do rope to rope yeah. backdrops and stuff like that in that ring. But yeah, uh, Hearts was way cleaner than Donovan's. Yeah, and, and Donovan was just a bit off in this match. Period. I yeah. mean, just a bit. But like, there there's a point where. Uh, Billy Travis goes for a headlock takeover. And yeah. Donovan just doesn't go. Yeah. Well, before that, there was also two. Uh, uh, Chick, and, uh, Chick and Travis go back in. They start the uh, with the tackle drop down, up and over until Pat O'Connor roll. The up and over, it, it that was that didn't look right either because Travis just kind of went to the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it yes. Their timing was off, and the, uh, the Pat O'Connor roll up. Uh, then they kick out. Yeah. Then they did the uh, headlock takeover and. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was the that. Yeah, Diamond didn't go. Uh, yeah, the timing was off a little bit on this one. Um, let's see. They really did. They did a little bit of heat, but not much. Maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, anytime they anytime they take over, the baby faces would turn it right back around. Yeah, so there's no which really, kind of made me know what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. There's, so there's really no really heat. It was just. Uh, uh, yeah, they they cut them off for for a couple seconds. Mayface take back, then do miss something like a heart miss a drop kick, and they take back over. Um, Which I loved, by the way, because it wasn't a like hold on to the ropes drop kick. Yeah. it was literally just a pull a standing, your head back. Yeah, yeah, standing drop kick, and uh, let's see. So then uh, Paul Don Patrick hit the ring. Um, they beat on Travis and Star. Uh, Pat and Paul holds Travis. While Bruno whips him with the belt, and man, he man he was laying them in there, and I was like, "Are they ever going to save him?" And then they he just kept just wearing him out forever. And then they turned him around and did it to the belly. Yeah, they turned him on the belly too. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And uh, so finally, Dundee and Jared uh, make the save, uh, and then um, Travis is selling like crazy. They're picking him up. Uh, they cut the break, and then they come back um, with Lance and Dave already uh, give, doing already finished base fish with the rundown because they were talking about the main event. 
so um, with the, basically that was the show, and then it uh, they didn't even get did they even do it. They didn't even uh, it cut off before yeah. they even did the send, yeah. the send off. Yeah, no sign off or nothing. Yeah. We go we go right into the uh, the ending thing. Yeah, and it cuts um, off. So I, and I, and I don't know if that was on. It's where I recorded it. You can tell. Okay. Okay. Then, then yeah. So so that was a bit of a bummer, but. I mean, I thought we got some good action in this show. Oh, it was okay. Um, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the best show we've had. No, and, it, it, and like I said, I think I th- some of this didn't didn't look like Dundee's booking to me. So, um, but there's a couple things I noticed, like I already talked about, uh, uh, was Bubba and Goliath not on the uh, Evansville show again, um, and they what. Uh, what two? If this is the second or third week they hadn't been on the Evansville show. They went on the TV again. I think they're gone. Um, just basically they hadn't been on TV in three weeks and hadn't been on Evansville show in two weeks. So I think, and they got Moon Dogs come in. He's with uh, Bruno uh, Tanaka and Dimes with Bruno. I'm thinking they're gone. So. Uh, and somebody else uh, hadn't been on there. I'm sure it's gone too. Uh, uh, Humongous, Lord Humongous, hadn't been there. And about well, he he wasn't. Well, he went to WCW in the '80s, did he not? Uh, not yet. He went to Continental before he went to WCW. Okay. So I need check. I need to check check Continental see if he because he went down there around summer of this time. So it's probably he probably left and went to Continental. I'm gonna check it out and see what it is. But uh, he was a good tear. Have a good, good, uh, good show. Like I said, it. Um, what do we have? Five matches? Four matches? No, five. Oh, matches. We have five. Yeah. So I mean, you had a lot of matches. Um, so uh, still no Island Rich at the studio. Um, I'm thinking Johnson might just be off this week because he wasn't on the Evansville card or TV. So he might just be off and have got a week off maybe. Um, this is gonna be interesting to see. I do remember back from watching it when I was young, uh, the Jarrett Moondog spot uh, feud heats up really good. Uh, next few few weeks or so, because uh, I remember it was uh, even going to the show in Nashville one one of the nights. It was really I had a good match. Um, so we got about a minute and a half. Overall, good show. Um, like I said, I scanned through next week's show. It looked, it from what I see, it looked pretty good. Um, so, um, anything else you want to add? No, man. Uh, the only thing I will say, we've got some T-shirts up at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jeremiah Plunkett. We've got the uh, the official Territorial Wrestling Review T-shirt up. Yep, pick it up. I mean, if you want one, show us some love. <laughs> yeah, we'd appreciate it. Yep. Um, I guess that's all for this week. Uh, like I said, I'll get this up. Uh, Sometime Saturday, it'd be on the uh, uh, no name. Oh, what the crap! No, but I can't. I can't think. It'll be up no wherever it is. Podcast Network. Hey, thank you, there. Hey, thanks for the save. All right, uh, like I said, good show. Thanks everybody for listening, and everything, and uh, you know, it'll be out there. Facebook, find us, and everything. All right, for Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. And God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.